It's been beautiful um, and so rewarding and I can't believe that people that we've never met before have been messaging us on socials and sharing their stories and pardon the pun but confiding in us yeah um, <laughs> hey lovers welcome to Kylie behind the scenes the show where two Kylie Minogue super fans delve deep into her ever-evolving wardrobe and discuss the amazing costumes and what they mean to us I'm Owen people know me as Owen Minogue and my name is German Paul <laughs> Italic <laughs> Sorry, oh, it isn't. My name is Joe, <laughs> as you're all aware by now. But German Bold Italic is a Kylie song, and we've been holding that joke for the entire <laughs> podcast series. We just and wanted to please. Yeah, it is a great song. <laughs> but we just wanted to please some of the hardcore fans. So now that we've done that. Got that off our chest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe, what have you got for us today? <laughs> well, we're looking at a costume that is actually my favourite of all time, in fact. So let me tell you, today we're looking at the pink showgirl costume from showgirl the homecoming tour awesome and it's so beautiful as well it really is i would have come up with a creative intro but there is a whole lot of look with this costume with that let's, let's get, get to, to it, it. Uh, just to begin though before we get into it properly and give you the full deep dive go and check out the show notes um and you'll be able to see the kind of details and construction methods and colours and measurements and all of the, the finer details that, that really are beneficial when discussing this look. This because, look, yeah. again, there is a whole lot of look to go with it. <laughs> so with that bit of housekeeping done, uh, awesome. let me give an outline of what the entire look is. Uh, yep. It's a showgirl costume, obviously, designed by esteemed international designer John Galliano. Yes. Master. He's at his craft. Uh, and it was for the opening act titled Homecoming from Kylie's Showgirl Homecoming tour, as mm -hmm. I said. And yep. that was in 2006. That's right, yeah. The costume consists of a beaded corset and knickers, ostrich feather bustle, feather boa, feather headdress, <laughs> um, three bracelets, and a pair of matching shoes also designed by John Galliano. I was just going to say, and you're not lying when you say it's a <laughs> whole lot of look. Yeah, <laughs> lots to cover. So with that, um, and really we could spend an entire episode just discussing the sort of finer details and construction. Within the bodice and corset, it really is the hero of this costume. Yeah. Uh, heavily boned with sort of 12 sort of pieces or panels that it creates and it's even more heavily beaded entire over the entire front of the costume. Yeah. Features pink uh, apricot plastic shells and uh, other sort of shapes and sequins. Bugle beads, there's smaller sequins on the, on the waistline that are in a, like a opalescent sort of pink and amethyst colour mm -hmm. and there are Swarovski crystals basically wherever there isn't anything else. <laughs> Kylie is Swarovski. She should be the face <laughs> of the brand. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and the bustle, constructed of 11 feather boa sort of tails, if you want to call them that. Yep. Um, so it's probably the, the other sort of hero piece in the, in the costume. Yeah, because you need a bustle when it's <laughs> Absolutely. You, yeah. And uh, the, probably the, the thing of note within them is that there's sort of these opalescent little strands within the feathers that sort of look like tinsel. Tinsel, yeah. Yeah, so when she's on stage, you get these like little flecks and sparkles within the feathers as well. And I never knew that until we actually went in and we saw it up close that there are those tiny, tiny details. Which, the right eyes, yes. Yeah. And if you have been following carefully yeah. and you've been checking the podcast all along, the, there is promo on the Arts Centre Melbourne uh, Instagram. Yes. So go and check that out and you can see the sort of behind-the-scenes look that we got and this costume is featured in that. Yeah. Uh, and then probably the final hero piece because it's a look of 
hero pieces is the incredible headdress. Yes. Which is the showgirl moment. Crown. Really? Yeah. yeah <laughs> absolutely a crown. Again, the feathers like the bustle and bolero with the tinsel within mm-hmm. it. Um, and then the shaping of the headdress sort of forms peaks. There's one that comes to the front and then on the sides of there is like cutout sections as well. Where her ears, they kind of drop down looking like earrings. That's right. Yeah. yeah there are sort of like a, like a teardrop glass bead kind of yeah. thing. Um, and with that, there is a, a crown of feathers across a central band. It's sort of like a mohawk. So it's done in that kind of a direction across yeah, the head. Like a gladiator type. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then of course, just to hold it in place, there's a, a nude strap with a, a sort of beaded cover strap and mm-hmm. all the beading on the, on the headdress matches what's happening in the, in the corset. And the final part of the look are the shoes that were also <laughs> designed by John Galliano. Yep. And they are, are sort of a apricot leather and have uh Diamantes on the heel and around the, the platform as well. And there also, there's just a little fun fact, there's some gold hand painting done on them as well. Oh, so okay. Touch-ups. And at some point, they were also resold. So, S-O-L-E, not, not O-L-D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so obviously, perfectly illustrates the kind of wear mm. and tear that goes into a, a, to a costume. Yeah. So, now that you're familiar with what it actually looks like, mm-hmm. uh, to set some context for the showgirl costume. Um, it's basically how we've all come to know Kylie. She's known as Australia's showgirl. Show, she's the ultimate showgirl to um, me. Yeah. Absolutely, I would agree with that. <laughs> um, so she first introduced us to that persona with I Should Be So Lucky at the Intimate and Live Tour. You, mm-hmm. You've seen it. There's a moment where there's a K on the stage and she comes out and joins that. Yeah. And then also there was the uh, Olympics moment where she did the whole ABBA performance. It was kind of recreated that look. Absolutely, yeah. just on a much more elevated scale. And and there was the blue showgirl costume from the original showgirl greatest hits tour. And then, of course, it culminates in this uh, pink version of, of the showgirl costume as well. Yeah. So um, the showgirl tours are absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. Joe, can you let our listeners know why the two cost- why there was two costumes and why they came about? Yeah, absolutely. So if you don't know, there is a, a blue version of a, a showgirl costume that was in a tour directly before this one called yes. Showgirl, The Greatest Hits Tour. And Kylie was had arrived in Australia and was literally days out from ready to perform show one. Mm-hmm. And there was a press conference held by Michael Godinsky and he basically broke the news to the world that Kylie had been diagnosed with breast cancer. I still remember where I was at that moment and... I kind of, God, I didn't really think I'd come emotional, but um, I still remember where I was working at that time. Yeah. And um, a friend of mine worked at a local radio station and had messaged me because he knew how much I was looking forward to this show. And he said, um, yeah. show's been postponed um, due to health reasons. And I thought, he knows how much I love Kylie. And I thought that he was just pulling my leg or yeah. trying to stooge me. Yeah. And I said, no. Nah can't be he goes no it's going to be postponed for a while and I remember telling my boss and she she goes okay we're turning on the radio and when the news came out it was like it was heartbreaking because she was so young and a lot of people said that as well um how can this happen to somebody she's so young um that doesn't happen to people her age and yeah it's just one of those moments where you know where you pardon me you know where you were at the time um Oh, sorry to take you off track there, but oh, I just needed no. it. Like, it's just, it was terrifying. I can just couldn't imagine how terrifying it would have been for her, but even just for a fan to hear that. And it's like people always say when 
um, somebody of a certain um, stature passes or gets ill, people go, "Oh, why are you so why are you so emotional about it?" For yeah. that, but until it happens to somebody that you absolutely admire and look up to, it's 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 like it's affected a family member. Yeah, it hits you personally yeah. because you're so invested. Yeah, exactly right. Sorry to sidetrack you there. No, no, get myself all. together. <laughs> and and you're right. I, I think yeah. that if that moment is true for for many fans, we all do remember where we were when we heard that news. Yeah. Um, there's this thing that became known as the Kylie effect. Um, yeah. And it was reported in the media after her diagnosis, um, and it was essentially that mammogram screenings had increased as a result of the sort of publicity surrounding her ordeal and what she was going through. Um, Because a lot of people thought that it only happened to older women. So a lot of younger women and even breast cancer affects men as well. So a lot of people were checking in and being self-aware and getting checked. Yeah, I do remember that coming up, but I couldn't remember the exact title of it. Yeah. Well, so much so that uh, the Medical Journal of Australia – sort of did a study on it um, and I actually have a, a, a quote from there um, yeah. and it says that there was a 20-fold increase in news coverage of breast cancer which emphasised that young women do get breast cancer and that early detection was critical and overall screening bookings rose 40% in the two weeks of the publicity with a 101% increase in non-screen women in the eligible age group of 40 to 69 years and then six weeks after the publicity bookings remained at more than a third higher in non-screened women. Wow. Yeah, wow. so it really did. I mean, it had a, a massive impact and yeah. so much so that, that they even recommend that health advocates should uh, and have anticipatory strategies for whenever a celebrity um, announces uh, an illness, just wow. to be prepared for the yeah. kind of level of interest and, and self-awareness that yeah. they're going to require. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wow. I had no idea about that. Well, wow. <sighs> You good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. That's just those stats are mind blowing. Um, <laughs> yeah, they really are. Yeah. So with that, then fast forward through the obvious yep. public reaction mm-hmm. um, and Kylie's treatment and recovery, and 18 months later or so, uh, we had the Showgirl Homecoming tour, which is how we got this costume. Yeah. Um, Kylie herself on stage that opening night, once she'd made it back to the stage, had cheekily referred to herself being fashionably late. <laughs> and as she said, and I mean fashionably. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it really was. It, it was, it was a, an absolute um, moment. Yeah. I still remember in Melbourne when um, obviously being her um, hometown, when she – came up from under the stage and the little pedestal that she was on turned around and she yeah. faced the audience. That moment, that standing ovation, that Chia was electric and I she just sat there. I think it would have been for a good five minutes, yeah, no kidding. It felt like that. Sucked yeah. in all of that energy. Um, wow. Well, yeah, um, it yeah it was incredible. So then with the tour itself, Kylie had mentioned that she didn't want to redo exactly what had been done in the previous uh, incarnation of, of the Showgirl tour. Yeah. And she said that it was because having been through what she went through, basically she couldn't. She yeah. said that she didn't want to have a show that reflected who she was before because she wasn't that person anymore. That's right. Yeah. Um, so. And understandably, oh, I can completely get that. You can't have gone through something like that and not be changed. And then have it. to try and relive it again. Yeah, yeah exactly. So then the show was sort of rejigged. They re 
rework the set list, rework costumes and put some breaks in, in a show where perhaps there wouldn't have been some before to give her extra time to change and also there included an intermission just to be conscious of her workload. And she also she didn't know if she would be able to handle it. So it, it made perfect sense. But it led to the 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 costume going from the blue that we knew into this iconic pink one. Which is I think represents the um Breast cancer research and awareness as well. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm. Was it a little nod perhaps to breast cancer awareness and, and her, her struggle? Yeah. With that, uh, it was the first time that we'd seen Kylie back on stage. This was the costume, the moment that, yep. that sort of did it. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to probably make you feel a little old now. <laughs> but <laughs> 2006, believe it or not, was the year that Twitter was introduced to the world. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so already there was media attention. Yeah. Already there, it was a, a massive story. And then social media was taking off. I think mm-hmm. YouTube had been uh, launched the year before that and was sort of finding its feet. And the whole notion of a, a feed-based social platform yeah. was, was gaining traction too. So that this costume, that moment, and then plus what was happening within society at the time really meant that it, it sort of went everywhere it was instant. it was in all the papers magazines it was all over the tv and and rightfully so she was back yeah exactly did you want to tell us a bit a b- bit more about how you felt when you saw your favorite piece up close <laughs> uh, well, obviously i l- completely loved it but the thing that that i mean beyond the costume itself that always intrigues me w- with stuff like that is because as a fan you're not privy to that information but sort yeah. of how it's stored and and you know i know, I know we've spoken a little bit during this podcast how how it is uh for other items this one too uh they love a bit of uh, archival tissue paper. <laughs> yes, I think it needs it. Yeah, that's a free tissue. Yeah, uh, it's wrapped in in that as well, and sort of there's some padding that gets rolled up and creates like a, a pillow that goes within the bodice it's itself. Like a fabric bust. Yeah, kind of. exactly. Yeah. Just to sort of preserve the, the folds, because we know, as we know, the, they degrade over time, and you don't want anything to yeah. sort of tear and damage. So. Given that we know a little bit now about the costume itself, what are your sort of personal memories and connections to the showgirl costume? I, I still remember being um, at home and one of my friends went to the opening night in Sydney uh-huh. and I can remember getting text messages throughout and she was she messaged, said, it's just started, update, new costume, not blue, pink. So I was very interested to see, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, and then going to the show and having that moment of applause that lasted so long um, that it really was, um, the, the energy in that room was electrified. And yeah, uh, totally. I think she thrived off of that the whole show. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a moment. I really don't think I can think of a word to describe how <laughs> I felt. It was that moment yeah. that... We didn't know if it was going to come. And actually being in the venue, knowing that we're here, she's here, the show's going to start. And, yeah, the dimming of the house lights, the show starting, the overture, and then her um, coming back on stage as her homecoming in Melbourne – um, uh, really, yes, because I had exactly the same kind of thing. That, yeah. that being, I mean, it's special anywhere, but given that the to- the tour was called Homecoming and Melbourne is her home, home yeah, there was a sort of a, an extra kind of level of significance to that moment. Yeah, knowing like when she mentioned that her family were there, like Danny was there, um, her brother was there and her mum and dad were there and I think even her um, name was there as well. Um, to support her. Yeah. And she said, and you're all of my extended family as well, <laughs> was really, really 
beautiful and just hearing her th- um, asking people who held on to your original tickets, yes. which we my hand did. went straight <laughs> off. Yeah, that was, it, as I said, I can't think of words to describe that moment because it was a moment we were so scared would never come. Yeah, absolutely. Which made it even more special. Yeah, exactly. It was a, yeah, it was just beautiful. There's a, a thing that Kylie says is that always stuck with me and she, she calls it her cosmic thing <laughs> and that it's really hard to explain and that uh, she says it's a collision of energy between herself and, and the audience and that it's different every night. And for me, this costume represents visually that connection mm. um, and because of the background and the context of what led to the costume existing at all in the first place yeah. and then the sort of journey and how long it took for that moment to, to happen, it really was a collision of, of energy. She was proud to be there. We were proud of her for making it to, to that point. Yes. But it was it was presence yeah. and she was still in that moment and, and it really was this kind of collision of 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 energy so uh, in regards to this um costume i know you've got a very um very very special um story to tell us <laughs> so uh in the lead up to our first show in melbourne obviously i'd seen the press because it was everywhere as we've mentioned from yeah. the opening in sydney and it was three days out from our opening in melbourne and i don't even really know how it, why it came to me but i just got this urge to create a drawing of her in this costume. I, I think I wanted to just sort of memorialise the moment that and moment, then yeah. give her something that that captured that, that mm. she could have and that, yeah, that she could remember that moment with. And uh, I started this drawing. I'd never really done a colour, full colour pencil portrait of anybody I've never seen before. you draw. <laughs> like I've seen you do with your amazing graphic design stuff, but there, this was a first. Well, I love abstract and I work in black and white and I love lead. And so I, I thought, okay, well, it's a challenge for me too, but I, I just really wanted her to have it basically. Yeah. And three days out, I think I slept three hours a night for those three nights. Um, and I can't even really say I called it finished because one hour before I had to leave to get to the venue, uh, I put it in a frame and I was like, right, we, we got to go. And it is what it is at this yeah. point. Um, and I was going to actually meet you because we were going to see her arrive at Rod Laver yep, Arena yep, in yep. Melbourne. And hopefully if we could get it Just to Just a hello and yeah. type moment. Yeah. And if we know what those moments are like, oh, hi. And if you can, yeah. You, you, you take things by chance. Exactly yeah. right. <laughs> and also because I, it, it's a favourite of mine, it's costume, because having spent that long looking at it, yeah. you know, three days and three hours of sleep a night. There's a lot of looking at beads and feathers yeah. in, in that. Um, it kind of revealed itself to me and that it, it was something that was fragile but powerful. It was strong but also incredibly feminine. And then more than anything, as I was drawing it, I was like, this is really triumphant. Mm. And and that's it's sort a good of word. what made me then want to finish it really and and, and get it to her. So we get to the show, I see you. Yep. And just by chance, her security person, I know, Serena or Sonia. Sonia, Sonia or Sonia, Serena. It was Sonia they look the very time. similar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Happened to walk past and, and we called her over and said, oh, we've got this. If you don't mind, could you please pass it on and give it to Kylie? So she did. And that was kind of it. I thought, oh, well, she, I got it to her. Mission accomplished. I hope she appreciated it. Yeah. 
And, and <laughs> <laughs> we were then, this show got released to, uh, sorry, the White Dome and documentary, which chronicled her journey back to the stage, yeah. got released and was screened in cinemas. And I went with some other friends and we're there watching it. And there's the scene where Michael Gadinsky is giving a, a toast in the, in the dressing room. That's right. Yeah. And I don't even know how I saw it, but in the right hand corner on a console in the dressing room under the lamp there's my drawing and I nudged my friend at elbow I was like am I seeing things is that my drawing in the back of the thing so I had my little sort of chuffed moment I was like oh you know what she did appreciate it and then I thought about it and I thought we saw her show one Danny I think was Oh, I think she did like about six shows because it was originally meant to be her birthday show. That's right. So I I thought, oh, wow, that thing stayed there that whole time. She took it on tour with her. Wow, she really did appreciate it. Yeah. And because those those items in that dressing room go on the road that, because yeah. it's their home away from home. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I I was kind of had a little proud moment. I went, oh, amazing. She yeah. really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I love listening to fan anecdotes like this. <laughs> like it can be anywhere around the world. People tell stories on Twitter or Facebook and I just love Absolutely. living their yeah. story. Of it's course. beautiful. Well, yeah. because it invites them to think of their own. But yeah. also uh, I, I see it even on the fan forums. There's other people that have done drawings and I always make sure I have like a little comment or, you know, give it a like and because yeah. I, as an artist, appreciate that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, thinking that that was the end of it, we then, the next tour happened, it's X2008. Yes. And you and I, again, saw that one together. Yeah. Ended up front row before the show started. And... Sonia happened to just walk past again and I'd created a like a, a card and letter that yep. just was a, a sort of thanks Kylie saw my picture in the White Diamond in documentary. documentary. Yeah. Um, really glad you appreciated it. Thank you. And on the envelope, I'd included a sort of envelope label that had the drawing on it. Yeah. Um, and as we called Sonia over, she said, I, I told her that I had a letter that I wanted to give it to Kylie and she noticed the drawing and, and she said, oh, I remember this. She loved it. <laughs> Oh, full circle moment. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Even if her, if her team's even remembering it, it made an impact. That exactly. Yeah, and, and that's all wow. I wanted. So yeah, yeah. Quite obviously, then, <laughs> for what it means, and then my sort of personal story oh, about right. it. This, yeah. this costume sort of that's is, like is the seal of special. approval. You yeah. can't get anything better. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, with that, um, yeah. we've come to the end of our podcast series, yeah. and. It's been one hell of a journey. This is something that I've mm. never done before and it was very nerve-wracking and, <laughs> um, yeah, when approached, I was so excited um, and I just knew that I had to touch base with you because oh, of you. your amazing way of words, um, your detail <gasps> in describing things um, and everything, and I don't think that I could have done this as a solo person. Oh. So, um this is well. This has been emotional. Um, this has been amazing, and I just want to thank everybody that contacted us and made us part of this amazing journey. Um, yeah, yeah um, thank you. Oh. <laughs> and also thank you because it's no secret with people that know me that I don't like to do things publicly and I don't like to share too You're many a very things. Private and individual. Yeah, I am, and I have my opinions, but I keep them to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you approached me, I was like, no, not doing this. There's no way that's not going to happen. But I'd been told previously by a clairvoyant that I needed to step out of my comfort zone. So before you'd even finished the end of your pitch, I went, 
yeah, yeah, we're doing this. Let's do this. And um, I'm so glad that I, I did, that I agreed to it. And and look, let's be honest, there is, Kylie Minogue isn't entirely out of the comfort zone area. Yeah. We're very familiar with her. She's been with us in terms of creating moments and experiences and, and friendships mm-hmm. uh, almost yeah. most of our lives. Um, and... Yeah, I, I think for me personally, given that that sort of had happened, um, it became something that was incredibly transformative um, just personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the same person as I was before. It has completely been life-changing and and I have to thank you for inviting me to to, to do this and and let me get there. So yeah, um, thank you too. <laughs> I'm so, that, wow. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, that, yeah, that's, I, again, when people floor me, I get lost for words. So yeah, you're so welcome. <laughs> it's, it's my pleasure. And, and probably with that too, you know, people would ask me, so, oh, the podcast is, you know, happening once it was sort of gone, had gone live and, and it was out there and they'd, they'd say, oh, you know, what is it, what's it about? And I, my answer to be succinct was, um, it's a, a celebration of friendship and fandom through fashion in the world of Kylie. Yeah. And, I, I hope that that if you've been listening and following us through this whole time, that that's exactly what you've gotten out of it. That you've felt the kind of celebratory note that we've we've had with each costume and episode, mm. and that through us sharing our stories, you've been able to re- reflect on your own. Because as much as it is about us, they're our stories. Uh, it really isn't at all. It, it's it, there's a bigger picture out there. Completely. There's, Everybody who's been listening, I've had people message me mm. with interesting information about pieces that we've touched on, like the gold hot pants. Yes, there was somebody that was featured on Graham Norton that was the previous owner to yeah. the gold hot pants. And if it wasn't for fans that were listening in, we wouldn't know this. That's right. But even people sharing their personal stories about, mm. like we've just touched on Kylie's um, breast cancer yeah. survival and people told me that... They're in tears from the first episode because Kylie does. Um, Kylie is part of our lives, and we all have stories that do involve her. And I've had people that say that they're being dark places, which I have too. Um, and Kylie's survival made them want to live again, which is which really touches me. Absolutely, and yeah. it's, it's why we did this. It's exactly place, right to have yeah. those kinds of moments, and and even more lighthearted things like your story in episode two about not being able to watch Neighbours. Yeah, I, I had a very close friend. <laughs> she messaged me straight away after she heard it. She's like, oh my God, he lived my life. I I had that same thing too. Yeah. My mum wouldn't let me and I had to turn channel when she went and picked up dad from the train station. <laughs> and and that's what we've loved out, yeah. out of all of this. It was, you know, not to be self-indulgent, but to let people think about the moments and memories that Kylie had created. And help them. help them like... Like spark that um, memory through their journey with Kylie and stuff as well. It's yeah. been, it's been beautiful um, and so rewarding. And I can't believe that people that we've never met before have been messaging us on socials and sharing their stories. And pardon the pun, but confiding in us. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And if you can continue to do so. And now that we're at the, almost the very end of yeah. our podcast series, um, I just want to thank everyone at Arts Centre Melbourne, the Australian Performing Arts Collection, uh, the incredible team of people that a- allowed it to happen and yeah. make it possible. Um, our personal team, Ella, Nick, Claudia, uh, Joy, uh, Story, Story electric, electric. Yeah. for um, co-producing. <laughs> yeah, it's um, 
We're not, as you know, we're not sitting at home in our bedrooms doing this. We're actually here and we've got an amazing team of people that have helped create and bring this to life. And one person that we can't forget to finally thank is Kylie because without her, we wouldn't be able to go on this journey. We wouldn't be able to share our stories. We wouldn't have other fans share their stories with us. And without her, there wouldn't be the Kylie collection as well, without her generosity to the Australian Performing Arts Collection. So... Without her, there's none yep. of this, so yep. thank you. And it's only just going to get better from here, I'm sure. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> there's going to be more to enjoy. Thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone.